welcome everyone to our breakdown of night two of WrestleMania on Couch Potato Diary. My name is Peter Klein. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. You can email the show, CouchPotatoDiary at yahoo.com. If you're looking for a breakdown of night one of WrestleMania, it is on this very podcast feed. Wherever you found this, it is there. Um, so you can find our, our full breakdown of what felt like a perfect night for uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. Coming up, it is our night two breakdown, what it all means after a stunning conclusion to the night. Uh, we will get into all of that. As always, please remember to rate, review, subscribe wherever you can. Um, and now, without any further ado, let's get on with the show as we get ready for WrestleMania 39, night two. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein, and this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about. But might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learned history in high school. Each week we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! All right, night two begins with Brock Lesnar against Omos. Uh, Brock gets the win by pinfall at 4.55. Um, th this one, wh when you see the direction they go on Monday Night Raw, this one makes all the sense in the world that, that this is where they go with that. Um, so Brock getting a win here makes sense. And you know what? Brock had his bumping shoes on. This was a whole lot better than I was expecting it to be. Not amazing, but I, I think this was the first time I was like, you know what? There's a little bit something there with Omos. Not a, like, he's not going to be Kenny Omega, AJ Styles, even the big show, I don't think. But um, I think that he is going to be someone that can have, like, these types of matches and have it not be borderline unwatchable. Um, he he was throwing Lesnar around. He was moving better than he has at any point in, I feel like, in his WWE career. That this was the first time I was like, you know what? There is a little bit of something there with Omos. I don't want him in the main event of WrestleMania. I don't even want him like at the midway point of WrestleMania. But playing this role, I think he is fine. And and for Brock, it showed that he's willing to to help out a little bit more. It was only four minutes, but I I I came away actually with an elevated view of both performers in this match. Cannot say the same for the next match. The women's WrestleMania Tag Team Showcase, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler defeat Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, uh, Natalia and Shotzi and Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. The women's tag team division right now needs actual tag teams. Like Ronda Rousey and, and Shayna Baszler are an actual tag team, it feels like. Um, none of these other ones are. And I get like Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez have... I guess technically teamed before, but these other teams just felt very mismatched and very mishmashed, sorry, and very just thrown together. That this tag team division needs actual tag teams to to get excited about. Um, like no one, no one cared about anything in this match because we don't we don't have a whole lot of focus on any any of these teams. Like, we care about a lot of the individual components, right? Like, love Natalia, love Shotzi. Um, Chelsea Green, I think, has played her character very, very well. Liv and Raquel, like, fun. Um, and, and we care in a negative way, which we should, uh, about the, the heels in this match with Ronda and with Shayna Baszler. But th there was just, there was nothing about these teams specifically to, to get really emotionally invested into. Um, th this tag team division right now feels like it has, like, Two or three legitimate teams, maybe. And so there needs to be, I think, a real focus put on that. Quite frankly, um, 
I think they almost would have been better off just retiring the belts after Naomi and, and Sasha had walked out. Because right now, there's just... And look, like you got a cool moment with, with Becky and Lita, with, with Lita winning that championship, and you get Lita carrying a title belt around. But th there needs to be a real focus placed on this division coming up here in 2023. Up next, another one of the, the great matches that you will see. Gunther taking on Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, and it is Gunther retaining at 1640. And just the sight of the, the artist formerly known as Walter, Walter coming down the ramp at WrestleMania was unbelievable. And then for him to put on this performance against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, and for Sheamus and Drew, guys who have, like, it's the cliche, like, they, they, they rode the roads together and up and down the streets or whatever you, you want to say, for them to have this WrestleMania moment was also great. And they, this was one of those where it felt like they apologized to each other in the back ahead of time. Like, you know what? We're going to kick the shit out of each other in this bout. Let's have some fun. Um, and that is exactly what they did. This was just an absolute physical, brutal match. Um, but another one where I feel like all of these performers are now elevated for having been in it. And Gunther, everyone feels like he should be on now the road to being in the main event next year. And if, if Roman, spoiler alert ahead, um, if, if Roman winning against Cody means that Gunther is the one to knock him off of that post, then fine by me. Um, I think that, I think Gunther should be moved into the main title picture, I think sooner rather than later. I think beating him should be a big deal with the focus they have put on the Intercontinental Championship the last few months. And I, I do feel like whoever gets a win off of Gunther is now in a better spot for it. I would like to see Drew, all of them, elevated um, into different roles. And that's kind of what makes the, the Cody loss a little bit frustrating is that I feel like a Drew versus Cody feud for the title would be great. Same thing with Sheamus. Same thing with Gunther. I feel like all of those would be really cool to see. So whether it's a, a new champion just on SmackDown, uh, whether it is uh, another draft or what, um, I feel like a couple of these, all of these performers should be in a, a freshened up title picture. Then we get the women's championship. It was Bianca Belair against Asuka. Another one where the build wasn't great. We kind of got one week where it was like, hey, do you know how cool this is going to be? You have two of the most badass performers of the last 10 years um, facing off. Like, th this is going to be really cool. Another one where it never felt like the story really got out of first gear, but the story they told in the match with Asuka being technically sound and being technically aggressive and violent and Bianca being able to power out of everything was a tremendous story. And I think by the end, you could buy that Asuka was going to win this bout in some way and that um, that this new crazier kind of throwback to the Connor character was going to, to actually pay off and Asuka was going to get the win. Watching this match, I was kind of like... I wish there was an IC title. Like, I, I wish there was something for Asuka to be able to carry and just kind of dominate for a little bit because she does deserve to be um, in the absolute title picture. She has yet to win at WrestleMania, which is insane. Like, she is good enough that the entire division could be built around her. And I think she would be someone who would do a lot to validate the uh, a women's intercontinental championship. Then we get some of the fun with uh, Snoop Dogg beating The Miz in a wild scene where Shane McMahon comes out, does um, a leapfrog over The Miz and blows out his quad, like father, like son. Um, you saw a lot of those jokes. This family, whether it's Triple H who's had two quad injuries, uh, Vince who had two quad injuries at the same time, uh, or Shane McMahon, 
who uh, blows it out here. Not not great for the, the, the McMahon-Helmsley era or whatever they, um, however you want to put it. But it, it like it, it sucks for Shane because like a that has to suck. B my guy's fifty one. You don't just bounce back the the way he did. And look with everything going down with the sale and and all of that. This had to be an emotional weekend for him. You know there was a time where this company was going to be his. Um, that, that time I think obviously came and went, but, um, even before this sale, but now like for the first time in his life, this company is not in his family directly anymore. And for a while he was going to be the, the one to take over. And now there's a very, very real possibility. This was the last time we saw, we, we see Shane McMahon in a, a WWE ring. Like, I, I think there is a, a chance he comes back at some point for, for something, but in terms of any kind of athletic endeavor, this was probably it for Shane McMahon. And for it to go down like that is a, a bit of a bummer for sure. But Snoop Dogg, however they did it, whether it was uh, a cameraman getting a thing in his headset being like, hey, can you just go punch that dude? Or if it was Snoop thinking on his feet or whatever, they all handled this like true professionals. And then we get to the Hell in a Cell match where Edge defeats the demon Finn Balor in 18 minutes and 10 seconds. A couple of things. One, um, the next time we see the demon, it should be winning. And it, it, we need to get the demon back to being a, a dominant, dominant, dominant character. Um, uh, again, where it is kind of just unbeatable. You had a couple of moments, but whatever. Um, two, reports are, for those who haven't seen the match, at one point Edge throws a ladder at, at Finn Balor. It as one would imagine, like Finn gets his hands up, but it still clips him. And it, it he is leaking blood. And according to reports, they stapled him in the ring. Like, it, right there, they just gave him a, a bunch of staples to shut that thing up and, and keep it moving. That is insane. It's a bit of a missed opportunity for a spot, though. I'm saying this in jest, obviously. But, like, we, we've seen staple guns used in wrestling all the time. Just give Edge a quick, like, hey, this is what you're actually supposed to do. Boom, 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 boom. It just enhances the match a little bit. Um, it, it Like, I'm, I'm happy they took care of Finn Balor. Um, it, it was an unfortunate time in the match for that to happen because it did feel like there was a bit of a stop-start element to it. But this was the, the type of blow-off that I feel like this feud needed. It was a stipulation that elevated this, which is what the Hell in a Cell um, stipulation is supposed to do. And it does kind of give you a, a satisfying conclusion to uh, a judge lines, uh, Judgment Day storyline that has kind of been going on for a year, right? Like Edge basically started this the night after WrestleMania um, with, with Damian Priest. And now it has come to, to this conclusion here at WrestleMania. So I feel like this was a, a very, very good way to end it. And a time where I feel like the stipulation was perfectly warranted and why having a pay-per-view called Hell in a Cell doesn't make a lick of sense. You need it to be an appropriate time to finish a story. And we actually got that. I'll be interested to see what the, the next feud is for Edge now going forward. Obviously, he's going to take some time off and kind of build towards SummerSlam and then that, that SmackDown in Toronto. Um, I don't feel like this was the, the final WrestleMania for Edge. I, I think next WrestleMania will will probably be it for him. Um, and even then, I think we'll, we'll still get a couple of comebacks here and there with Edge making some surprise appearances. But no, this has been... This has been an absolute blast to, to have Edge back. And then we get to the main event of the evening. Roman Reigns retains the undisputed WWE Universal Championship in a victory over Cody Rhodes at 34 minutes and 35 seconds. This had 
a little bit of everything. Um, you had a grand entrance for both men. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal ring introduction. Um, th that was done. And by the way, um, I, I believe it was this one, or it might have been night one, where it was the first time ever that the two uh, two competitors in the ring were um, were female. The ring announcer was female, and the referee was female. That that was it. Was all it, like a, a historic. Another history-making night for the WWE. That was cool. But now, um, you get to this match, and you get the, the the bloodline interference at points. You get um, Solo getting ejected. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come back and really get this uh, get this thing back on a level playing field. And then Solo, after being ejected, comes back in, hits Cody Rhodes with a Samoan spike, and Cody Rhodes ends up falling to Roman Reigns again at 34 minutes and 35 seconds. Hi, Babs. Cat meowing in the background. She was upset about it. I was upset about it, too. I, you can make a very compelling case to to me about keeping the title on Roman Reigns. He's getting close to a thousand, um, a thousand days on this championship run. That's not nothing. He absolutely feels like the biggest star in the company and absolutely feels like the hottest act in the company. And so because of this, keeping the title on him, it, it makes some sense. I just don't think you are ever going to get this story back to like this point again, right? And maybe it's not, it doesn't even have to be Cody. Maybe it's someone else. But you have the heel of a lifetime, one of the, the best heels in the history of this company with the undisputed championship, and you have heated up a baby face where you got a bit of a break with him getting hurt and then coming back right at the right time so it doesn't feel like he's shammed, uh, slammed down our throats or anything like that. And he has been heated up in such a personal storyline that he, it feels inevitable that he is going to win. Like this felt like everything was timed up perfectly with WrestleMania in Hollywood, a Hollywood script, and it just didn't play out. And again, I understand it's scripted entertainment. They can heat someone up in a month, but for the, the, the real legitimate fan interest and fan belief in this feud, I don't know if you're going to be able to, to get that back. And whatever moment you are going to get when you eventually beat Roman for the championship, I don't think it's going to feel as big or make someone as much as it would have felt and would have made Cody Rhodes on this night. Um... Uh, an absolute shocker. And, and like Cody, he's done all the media leading up to this. And he has, he has been the face of this build for, for WrestleMania. And then he loses. Like it, it feels like you really missed an opportunity, whether it was with Sammy a few weeks ago, where it felt like you were never going to get a better moment. And then you did, you built Cody back up and you still don't do it. Now, Saying that, they just did this, right? Like, we, we thought there was never going to be a better time to take it off of Roman than with Sami Zayn in Montreal. And now, look at that. We have found bigger and we have found better. And we've been saying it for a bit. Like, even back at Clash of the Castle, it never felt like a bigger time to take it off of um, Roman than with Drew McIntyre in his hometown. But... They didn't do that either, and they built up another one, and they didn't do it with Sammy, and they've built up another one. It is just so hard to fathom you are going to build up anything quite as big as what you had the potential to have at WrestleMania on that night. Um, again, absolutely stunning. The match, perfection. Uh, and all of, like, the, the whole night, like, I... I 
I disagree with who won, but overall, I think both nights of WrestleMania were excellent. And I think a, a sign of a company moving in the right direction. Which brings us to the news that happened after, or I guess during, um, that the WWE has been sold to Endeavor who are creating a uh, giant sports and entertainment company with the, the WWE and the UFC under one umbrella. We're going to get into all of that and the Raw after WrestleMania on uh, part three of today's podcast. So once again, thank you all so much for um, downloading, for listening, for rating, for reviewing, for subscribing. All of that stuff helps. You can follow me on social media. I am at PrimetimeKline on Twitter and Instagram. Coming up in a matter of moments, it is the uh, Raw after WrestleMania disappointment and everything um, that we know anyway about the WWE and UFC merging. Thank you all so much, and I will talk to you all later.